Hello there, and welcome to 30 Days of Grim. My contribution to you during the month of April 2020, in order to make things a little bit brighter and not so grim, is to read the only thing grim I'd like you to have in your life, which is Grimm's Fairy Tales itself. I hope you enjoy. Episode 1 is The Frog Prince. In the old days, when wishing could still cast a spell, there lived a king whose daughters were all beautiful, but the youngest was so lovely that the sun itself, which had looked on so many things, was amazed whenever it shone on her face. Near the king's castle, there was a large, dark forest, and in that forest, there was a well under an old lime tree. When the day was very warm, the king's youngest child would go out into the forest and sit down on the edge of the cool fountain. And when she felt bored, she took a golden ball, threw it up in the air, and caught it again. And that was her favorite pastime. Now it so happened one day that the golden ball did not drop back into her little hand, stretched out to catch, but bounded away on the earth and rolled straight into the well. The princess followed the ball with her eyes, but the ball disappeared, and the well was deep, so deep that the bottom could not be seen. Then she began to cry, and she cried louder and louder, and there was nothing to comfort her. As she was thus lamenting, someone called out to her, What is the matter, princess? The way you were lamenting would move a stone to pity. She looked round to see whence the noise was coming from, and she saw a frog poking its thick, ugly head out of the water. Oh, it's you, old water splasher, said she. I am crying for my golden ball, which has dropped down the well. Be quiet and stop crying, answered the frog. I have a way of helping you. But what will you give me if I recover your plaything and bring it up again? Anything you wish to have, dear frog, she said. My clothes, my pearls and diamonds, even the gold crown which I am wearing. I do not care for your clothes, your pearls and your diamonds, or your gold crown. But if you will love me and let me be your companion and playfellow, and sit by you at your little table, eat out of your little golden plate, drink from your little cup, and sleep in your little bed, if you promise me all this, then I will go down and fetch your golden ball again. Oh, yes, she said, I promise you all you wish, if you will bring back my ball. However, she thought to herself, what is this silly frog paddling about? He sits and croaks in the water with his mates. He cannot be a human being's companion. As soon as the frog received the promise, he dived his head under the water, sank down, and after a short while came swimming up again with the ball in his mouth and threw it onto the grass. The king's daughter was overjoyed when she saw her lovely plaything again, picked it up and ran away with it. Wait, wait, called the frog. Take me with you. I can't run as fast as you. But what use was it for him to cry croak, croak after her as loudly as he could? She did not listen to him, hurried home, and soon forgot all about the poor frog, who had to descend into his well again. The next day, when seated at the dinner table with the king and all the courtiers, she was eating from her little golden plate when something came creeping, splish, splash, splish, up the marble staircase. And when it got to the top, it knocked at the door and cried, 
king's daughter, the youngest, opened the door for me. She ran to see who was outside, but when she opened the door and saw the frog sitting there, she banged the door, too, as fast as she could, and went and sat down again at the dinner table, though she was quite frightened. The king saw plainly that her heart was beating fast and said, My child, what are you afraid of? Is there a giant outside the door wanting to carry you away? Oh, no, she answered. It is no giant, but an ugly frog. What does the frog want with you? Oh, dear father, yesterday as I was sitting at the well playing with my golden ball, it fell into the water. And because I was crying so bitterly, the frog brought it up again. And as he begged and insisted upon it, I promised him he should be my companion. But I never thought that he would come out of the water. But he is here now, and he wants to come in here with me. Meanwhile, the knocking and shouting started again. Youngest daughter of the king, open the door to me. Don't you remember what yesterday you said at the cool water well? Youngest daughter of the king, open the door to me. Whereupon the king said, as you have made a promise, you must keep it. Just go and open the door to the frog. She went and opened the door and the frog hopped in, following her footsteps as far as her chair. There he sat and cried, lift me up. She hesitated till at last the king ordered her to do so. The moment the frog was on the chair, he wanted to sit on the table. And when he was sitting there, he said, now move your little golden plate nearer that we may eat together. She did this, but it was plain to see that she did not do it willingly. The frog made a hearty meal, but not so the princess. Nearly every morsel stuck in her throat. At last he said, I have eaten my fill and I am tired. Carry me now into your little room and make your silken bed ready that we may lie down and sleep. The princess began to cry and was frightened of the cold, clammy frog, which she did not dare to touch and which was now to sleep in her pretty, clean little bed. But the king lost his temper with her and said, He who helped you when you were in need shall not later be despised. So she took the frog with two fingers, carried him upstairs, and put him in a corner. But when she was lying in bed, he crept toward her and said, I am tired and want to go to sleep as well as you. Lift me up or I will tell your father. She flew into a rage, picked him up, and threw him with all her might and mane against the wall, shouting, Now you shall be quiet, you hideous frog. But when he fell down, he was no frog, but a king's son with beautiful, kind eyes. Her father's wish was that he should become her beloved companion and husband. He told her that she had been, he had been changed by a wicked fairy into a frog, and no one would have delivered him from the well but she herself adding that tomorrow they would go together to his kingdom. Then they went to sleep, and the next morning when the sun wakened them, a coach came driving up with eight white horses with white ostrich feathers on their heads, harnessed with gold chains. And behind stood faithful Henry, the young king's body servant. He had been so grieved when his lord and master was changed into a frog that he had had three iron bands placed round his heart, lest it should burst with grief and sadness. The coach was there to carry the young king into his kingdom. Faithful Henry helped both to get in and once again took his stand behind overjoyed about this deliverance. When they had driven only a little way, the prince heard something crack behind him as if something had broken. He turned around and cried, Henry, the carriage is breaking. No, sir, it is not the carriage, but a band from my heart is in twain. 
for that long was great pain while you sat inside a well, a frog by a bad witch's spell. Once more and then again there was a cracking on the way. The prince thought it must be the carriage breaking, but it was only the bands which were springing from faithful Henry's heart because his lord and master had been delivered and was happy.